Hey, everybody. What's up? Hey, welcome to Weird and Feared. This is Nick. Who is that? I'm Zach. Is that Zach? Yep. It's Nick and Zach. We're going to get weird. And we're going to talk about fearsome stuff. Yeah. Maybe not. I mean, well, maybe sometimes things are just a little bit out of control, too. But I feel like that's the spectrum from the weird to the feared. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. To I, get, don't, I don't know what we're talking about tonight. But. To, to get to one, I almost don't either. To get to, <laughs> to, get to one, cool. you have to go through the other. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, how are you? You doing good? Doing great. Since since we last got down, yeah. And, um, you know. Yeah. Clowning around. Were you able? You were able to suppress the knowledge. We won't mention the name. We can't mention them ever again. Oh yeah. No. But right. Yeah. You were able to suppress those memories. Oh, as best as possible. Okay. Good. I had a little help. Good. You had. Yeah. There was a maybe. <laughs> maybe a little assist from the uh, Mr. Ohula hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well. We're going to get into some different stuff. Kind of, you know, usually we talk about specific, like, monsters or specific events. What if we talk about, like, specific, um, like, concepts? Okay. All right. Yeah. So I'm just going to start this off. This will link things together. But, hey, what is a maniac? I mean, you know. Just a wild and crazy person. Right. Right. Would you, Would you like to tell me a little, uh, a little, tell you a little brief backstory about a specific maniac? Yeah. Okay. Well, as a child, he would suffer from visions. In his adult life, he rarely slept, and the few friends he had would attest to this. Sometimes he would call them at three in the morning, rant about some query he had, and then hang up the receiver. Suddenly, once he had solved the problem he'd been struggling with. He'd work problems out. He'd like call his bro at three in the morning huh. and be like, hey, this is what I'm doing. And he'd be like, what? I'm asleep. He's like, no, I got it. And hang up. Then he'd be like, well, now I'm a fucking awake. Yeah. What? Thanks. Can you like not do that? Yeah. Very courteous. Thanks, dude. Huh. Uh, he would also never pursue romantic relationships with women because he believed he was not worthy of their love. Huh. He put the entire gender on a pedestal. Uh atop a massive pedestal too grandiose for himself to even handle it's a bummer yeah yet at the same time he grew disgusted with women who strive to be equal or even superior to men well i'm confused Sounds yeah like so was i too so was i and him yeah because he's like women are too feminine and delicate i could never live up to that beautiful standard yeah. and then he's like oh you want to be tough you want to be cool like me <laughs> eat he's like eat shit Thanks. Thanks, man. Interesting. Yeah. A good woman should know her place, says the guy who felt they were too good for him. Here's a quote. In place of the soft-voiced gentlewoman of my reverent worship has come the woman who thinks that her chief success in life lies in making herself as much as possible like man in dress, voice, and actions, in sports and achievements of every kind. The tendency of women to push aside men, supplanting the old spirit of cooperation, cooperation mm-hmm. with him in all the affairs of life is very disappointing to me, end quote. So, I mean, yeah, what he considers cooperative is probably, you know, just like being cooperative, like, you know, like, like obedience, being, being, <laughs> being controlled. Yeah. yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. We cooperate. Yeah. You do what I say, and you don't. You know your place. That's not cooperating. That's He's, not cooperation at all. He sounds like a real revolutionary, right? Sure. He believed in some other revolutionary ideas. Okay. He was a believer in eugenics and supported sterilization of lesser people. Huh. In his later years, he became a vegetarian, consuming only milk, bread, honey, and vegetable juices. As he was older, people thought he was poor because he looked so gaunt because he wasn't eating anything. But he wasn't. He just decided all he was going to do was eat milk, bread, honey, and vegetable juices. That and and this man is not from the modern time. So can you imagine him being a vegetarian? Like before people went out of their way to like make vegetarian things, yeah. you would literally just be drinking vegetable juice. This is my life now. <laughs> Throw some more salt in it. How do you even juice it? You just like squeeze. You just like step on it with your feet, dude. You're just, what, are you, what are you doing? Just squeezing spinach over there, hey, juicing. Yeah, you just jump in a, uh, you know, you, to, you throw your your fruit or your vegetables in like a bucket and you smash it with your foot and then you suck it off your toes. 
That sounds delicious. That's the life. (laughs) (laughs) He was a pristine dresser and was often very critical when it came to other people's fashion choices or physical appearances. He sounds like a very judgmental guy. He hated fat. Oh, go ahead. Is this... What's his name? Quetzalcoatl? (laughs) (laughs) No, the other guy. No, no, the... The um, judgmental guy. Yeah, what was... Uh, what was his name? I don't remember. Because it was, he was the. Uh, he was the shitty son. Yeah, he was the. Uh... Oh man, because he was the. Uh... F- second son. No, he was. Uh... Shallow was Quintly as the dog. You didn't put nude at the end of that, did you? No, I just typed <laughs> in black Aztec god, and then it wanted to be like dot com. No. BlackAztecGod.com? Oh, he was a black Tezcatlipuca. Tezcatlipuca. Yeah, Tezcatlipuca. Yeah, yeah, that was him. Yeah, he was very unhappy with his entire life situation. Yeah. But no, this is not him. But also, um, like I said, uh, he was a pristine dresser and was often very critical when it came to other people's fashion choices or physical appearances. Right? Mm-hmm. He hated fatties. Oh, yeah. Well, because he's so skinny. Yeah, well. Who is this maniac? I have no idea. Nikola Tesla! Hey, buddy, good old Tesla. Huh. And while we could... He is a wild man. And while we could dive into multiple areas of his research or his quirks or his revolutionary work involving AC current, his extraordinary ability to visualize an entire problem from beginning to end before ever putting an idea to paper or his strong friendship with Mark Twain, only one unnecessarily conspiratorial aspect of his work matters for what we are about to discuss. So let's get into it. Yeah. Also, I, I yeah. just realized yeah, go ahead. if it's Tesla calling people, this is not like he's texting you. It, like, no. It's like s- the phone's ringing. Right. It's got to be something important. Yeah. I, I left off for a year. Yeah. Yeah. Right. He calls you in the middle of the night. He's ranting and raving because he's been, God knows what he's been doing because he, he only, I said, yeah, he, he rarely slept. Like in his adult life, he would sleep like two hours a night. The man wouldn't stop. <laughs> That's crazy. Right? Yeah. He's, he would admit to like dozing off and like taking naps during the day. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he like power nap for like a half hour. I'm like, boom, I'm back. Jesus. Pound some vegetable juice. Like, yeah, let's talk about this shit. Hmm. Like, what can I invent now? Okay. Well, March 13th, 1895. A New York Herald reporter penned the following. He came across the inventor in a tiny cafe. Prior to his cafe visit, Nick had had a pretty boring evening. He had been struck by 3.5 million volts. Oh. What is he doing in his lab? Yeah. <laughs> I, huh. Right? Yep. And then he goes out to the cafe to calm down. He goes out to drink some coffee <laughs> yeah. after he's been at the lecture. Man. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Right? Yeah, it's a lot to handle. Yeah. Well, Tesla had been experimenting with electromagnetic fields and claimed that he had been displaced from his location in time and was able to see the past, present, and future all at once. Hmm. Uh, If not for his assistant, he would have died. Quote, I'm afraid, this is to the reporter, Mm -hmm. end quote, said Tesla. Quote, that you won't find me in a pleasant companion, you won't find me a pleasant companion tonight. So imagine him just sitting in the cafe. Yeah. Like just kind this of, guy's like, hey, he's buddy. Like, he's like, he's like, you won't find me a pleasant companion tonight. Hmm. As he's sitting solemnly just like sipping his coffee because he doesn't know what to do with himself. <laughs> I'd like to imagine he walked into the place with like his, sh- his like shredded clothes. Yeah. He's just like sitting down like that was intense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like. Let me get a different sort of buzz. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. Get that caffeine buzz. And then. Imagine imagine walking up to a guy in a cafe and he says this to you. I'm going to read that whole sentence again because in like as deadpan as I can. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid that you won't find me a pleasant companion tonight. The fact did the fact is I was almost killed today. <laughs> the guy's <laughs> like, "Okay, he leans in like, go on." Uh-huh. The spark jumped 3 feet through the air and struck me here on the right shoulder. If my assistant had not turned off the current instantly, it might have been the end of me. And the reporter's like, well, all right, keep, go on. Yeah. What were you doing? Yeah, all right. Yeah. So during his near electrocution, 
Tesla claimed he could see the past, present, and future all at once. He had traveled in all directions through time. Hey, you want to talk time travel? Kind of. Okay. Unfortunately, we don't know much about Tesla's work in this field. He died in 1943, and the FBI seized his files for, well, insert your favorite conspiracy theory here. All of them. It doesn't help that Donald Trump's uncle was tasked with deciphering his files while he worked at MIT. Yes, John G. Trump might have had access to time travel technology and death ray technology. I don't get into it, but that was what they raided his uh, the hotel room he died in because mm-hmm. they wanted if they the rumors was he was working on like a plasma or some kind of death ray super laser. <laughs> so like we need that. Yeah, well we want that. 1943. There's a global war going on. Uh-huh. All right, where's the laser, dude? <laughs> but um, but yeah, John G. Trump was very important for this, and of course, you know. Again, to fuel the conspiracies, <clears throat> the president had even talked about, our current president had even talked about his uncle on the campaign. Huh. Keep in mind, this is a man who may have had access to, you know, Tesla's, whatever he had going on. Death ray. Yeah, death ray. But uh, yeah, Donald said, quote about his uncle, my uncle used to tell me about nuclear before nuclear was nuclear, end quote. Oh, what? <laughs> this, is the, <laughs> this, this is the world we live in. <laughs> huh. But the government taking Tesla's tech was allegedly the source for the science used in the Philadelphia experiment. Have you heard about that before? I don't believe so. Well, it's a little thing. We're just going to dive into it briefly. Cool. Uh, Where a United States ship was able to go invisible by generating an intense electromagnetic field. Oh, and the ship teleported. Wait, wait, what? (laughs) During the World War II, a ship teleported to Philadelphia and turned invisible. How did it... Wait, invisible how? Well, according to his, <laughs> I'm glad you asked that question. According to historicmysteries.com, on the legend, quote, once the USS Eldridge reached Norfolk, it was clear something went wrong. Some of the men had disappeared during the trip. Others had gone mad. Some kept becoming invisible and then regaining their forms. Whoa, uh... Let that sink in. Others still had become fused. Yes, fused with the ship in various ways. I mean, this is... Well, that sounds horrifying. It is an absolute horror show. Perhaps that is why no U.S. ships currently have invisibility cloaks and teleportation devices. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... It could also be that the story is completely false. That's what I'm probably <laughs> leaning towards. Well, you would be right. Um, well, you asked me how the technology worked. Basically, uh-huh. allegedly, it was just they created a giant bubble that like how Tesla could see like, you know, all of the past, present and future at once. Mm-hmm. It like displaced them from time. So they could just, you know, they went invisible. And then because they were displaced from time, that allowed them to teleport. Okay. But again, you know, this is the um, this is, you know. We'll get into why it's probably not the most accurate story in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, many ships in World War II um, use a technique called degassing to render them, or degassing, to render them invisible to U-boat's radar. But this is not turning invisible to the naked eye or teleporting. See, that's what I was wondering. Yeah, because what they would do to deflect, this is going to be my bullshit summary, um, what they would do to protect themselves from U-boats is they would, you know, use electro. They would have coils wrapped around their boats, mm-hmm. and use electromagnetic energy to kind of infuse. Basically, it would make them invisible to radar. Gotcha. Is what it would do. Okay. So, some people think maybe this legend came from that because it made the boats invisible. Mm-hmm. And then people just oh, it's invisible. It. Somebody became part of the ship. No. Yeah. <laughs> just imagine the human half alive humans like. Hands reaching all out from like the corridors of the ship God, as people are screaming in time. What movie was that? It had to do with. Uh, I don't like, know. Like, like traveling through space, time travel type stuff. Somebody became part of the ship. I wonder if they got that influence from this little legend. Yeah, probably. I mean, it's a lot of things. Like, you can just think about how, you know, space travel could work. And if it fucks up, I mean, the drive that the energy involved in that happening would. Cause all sorts of bad yeah. things are happening. But this was supposed to be during World War II in 1943 or right. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Turns out all evidence for this comes from one source. A less culturally relevant maniac. Carl Allen. Or Carlos Allende. 
Huh. He's got two aliases. And he wrote like one thing. But evidently this guy talked to Einstein himself. And Einstein gave him the lowdown on this government secret experiment. Oh, yeah. Well, Einstein never talked to this crazy person. No. That whole story is like basically false. Okay. But it became a legend, and then there was like movies and books written after the fact. So then it became like a because we've talked about folklore and how ideas can take over. So right. this is one. This I is mean, like a modern like, thing. That's yeah. like what we do. Yeah. So that's like a modern version of something like that. This legend from this war, and supposedly it happened. The people write books about it, and they talk about it, and then right. they made a movie about it called mm-hmm. the. Um, I think it was called the Philadelphia Experiment. I forget who was in it, but I never saw it. it was maybe during the nineties. Again, this these are I left these details out on purpose because it's just like peripheral stuff. Right. But um so it became like a thing. And then of course once the internet happened, it was all I mean, then it's all in to government conspiracy town. Oh yeah. And then there you go. But that's a the Philadelphia experiment's like a whole thing. But it, everything I found out basically points to it being bullshit. So I'm like, well, I'm not gonna talk about it more than that, because it's just a big you know, I can make up a crazy story too. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Einstein never talked to that crazy person, but he is the best kind of maniac. Mm-hmm. Time travel is both real and not real. It is not impossible, but not possible today. Mm-hmm. 1905, baby. The theory of relativity. By the way, Tesla didn't like it. He also wasn't sold in the whole idea of turning matter into energy. The whole nuclear bomb thing, he wasn't buying it. He didn't no. think that was a thing. No. He was kind of pissing all over it hmm. he was doing other stuff like seeing Make finding finding different ways rays. finding different ways to try and kill himself yeah <laughs> there's a picture that i should have brought just to show you but it's a picture of him in his lab and he's sitting in a chair taking notes next to some ridiculous machine and there's just electricity flying all over the place it's like <laughs> what are you do? <laughs> it's like hitting the walls and the ceiling and huh so that's the kind of thing that's what he did again he never slept we could talk about like the the actual um, contributions to society Tesla made, but I chose to talk about the crazy shit he was up to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because I mean, you can't get one without the other. So let's just talk about him being a maniac. Yeah, yeah. Which I had no idea he was crazy like that. Right. Which is fun. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's he's living his life. Also, but he then he befriends like Mark Twain, and then like he would he would refuse or he again he refused to engage in relationships with women. Mm-hmm. But all the whenever he'd go out to parties and stuff, everybody thought he was like a cool guy, like super interesting, fun to be around. He laughed, he joked. He's like one of those introverts that like goes out like once every month, makes the most of it. Everybody loves him, and then goes back and just like shoots lasers at the wall. <laughs> yeah. huh. Huh, that's cool. And the, imagine him going to a party, being able to talk about all the smart things he could talk about. Yeah, he would just rope you, and you'd be in, you'd be infatuated with him. Mm-hmm. And Mark Twain loves science and gets to be friends with the science guys. Like, let's do shit. Like, okay. Yeah. You want to hang out? Yeah. I want to blow shit up. You want to come over? <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> want to come shoot the death ray? Yeah, I'll, I'll let you push the red button. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, hanging out with Tesla would be fun. It would be. And also, little trivia. Um, the war between AC and DC current like reached its peak at the 1893 Chicago's World Fair. Oh, yeah. And the Columbian Expedition. Mm-hmm. It's just a beautiful thing. Yeah. The Columbian Expedition, it comes back. It's like the best thing in the world. It's pretty wild. That's where Paps won as a blue ribbon. You mm-hmm. Don't you know, shut up about it. <laughs> <laughs> They've been talking about it for a while now. For 100 years. But yeah, anyways, back to relativity. It's all relative. The faster an object moves, the less it feels the effects of time. Astronauts have left the Earth and come back younger. Clocks have come back to Earth behind clocks that never left Earth. From a Scientific American article, William A. Hiscock, (laughs) just moving on, a professor of physics at Montana. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I think it's next to Illinois. (laughs) (laughs) Montana State University says, quote, the mechanism for traveling into the distant future is to use the time dilation effect of special relativity, which states that a moving clock appears to tick more slowly the closer it approaches the speed of light. This effect, which has been overwhelmingly supported by experimental tests, applies to all types of clocks, including biological aging. Huh. End quote. 
because people in space have less gravity pulling on them, human beings have already time traveled. This is fact. Just very minorly. Human beings have time traveled. Mm-hmm. There are time travelers living amongst us. He may have passed away by now because this was during the Soviet Union. Mm-hmm. But he once walked among us. Most notably, Sergei Krikalev. Aboard a Russian rocket, he spent 803 days in space. A quote, a quote from ststworld.com. Quote. If you add up the accumulated speed cosmonaut Sergei Krikalev has traveled in space, the most of any human with a total time spent in orbit of 803 days, 9 hours, and 39 minutes, he has actually time traveled into his own future by 0.2 seconds. End quote. Not a lot, right? No, it's time travel, though. Barely a difference, but a difference. Mm-hmm. This is incredible. He's traveling to his own future by 0.2 seconds. Help, We've done it. Did it help his reflexes at all? I don't know what it did. <laughs> but there's programs in Wall Street, like stock trading programs, and those things, like the fastest ones click, and they click. The, I mean, it's the stock market's just a racket to mm-hmm. everyone involved. Like, it's click, mm-hmm. click, click. I mean, does the market feel good? Then it's good. Do you feel bad? Now it's bad. Is it based on fact? Just based on feeling. I've asked people to explain it to me better than that my whole life, and they never can. Mm-hmm. I want someone to do that. If you want to email at weirdandfreepodcast at gmail.com and tell them how the stock market works beyond that, <laughs> I would love to know. But so if we can do that with algorithms, the fastest ones are the most beneficial. Even by like two seconds, if we can master that more, because he's in a rocket in space, like zooming around. Right. And that's what gives him, like he's closer, he's not reaching the speed of light at all, but he's closer to it than people on Earth, therefore he's able, he, he time travels. That's how it works. Right, yeah. So if you can master that, even a little bit. From the same article, quote, after six months on the International Space Station, an astronaut has aged less than those on Earth, but only... By about .007 seconds, end quote. The effects would be greater if we could get the International Space Station to orbit Earth at a near the speed of light, you know, approximately 300,000 kilometers per second, instead of the actual speed of about 7.7 kilometers per second. Still pretty fast. It's still pretty fast, right. If we can travel close to the speed of light, we can get there. If we can get ships... I, I realized when I was putting this together, I never looked up how like ships and Star Trek and Star Wars actually work. This is what they're doing, right? <laughs> this is what they're doing to go to reach to, to I mean, they go light speed faster mm-hmm. beyond light travel. You know, right. FTL drives faster than light travel. Mm-hmm. Better saw battle star Galactica shit. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's what this is. That's how it works. The faster you go, you just time travel. Then I was thinking about all these sci-fi shows. Like everyone's, like inner internal clock is way different because mm-hmm. you've you know the the universe exists normal speed you zip around so you're there before they are back there and so they haven't been sped up so they're slower than you so because you were going faster you're actually younger than them mm-hmm. you're younger than when you they you know you're younger than them even though you may have left the same destination they are currently at right time travel dude yeah it's weird it's amazing yeah. Because we've done it. Yeah. This is wild. I can't get over it. I really couldn't. <laughs> yeah. But that is traveling forward in time. Yeah. That's easy. That's true. Quote, unquote, easy. That's easier. Right? Because basically all we have to do to do it is go fast. Yeah. I just want to go fast. If you can go fast, we can go forward. <sighs> but traveling back in time, is that impossible? The answer is no. Huh. But... It would require a wormhole. And how does one find one? Manipulate it and keep one open long enough and large enough to fit a ship capable of fitting people in. Or how do you shrink people enough to go through a wormhole? Because allegedly they're happening. They've they've been able to see that they're happening kind of in space. Or I don't have that in front of me. So just deal with my my layman's terms explanation. Sure. But there's little pinpoints of wormholes like happening. They're able to detect them, but they're so tiny. You can't, but if you were able to shrink someone that small using that amount of energy, I mean, regardless of what you're doing, this requires power. 
Right. You either have to expand the wormhole and control it or minimize somebody to send them through it. Mm-hmm. Again, we don't have enough energy to do this. But if we did, it's not impossible. Mm-hmm. But this brings us to the people who think it is possible right here, right now, and has already happened. Oh, yeah. And that they have done it. Huh. We're talking maniacs this week. Okay, yeah. Time travel maniacs. Mm-hmm. I usually don't get bogged down by people who make their psychological conditions this public and this well-known. But sometimes something is just so batshit crazy, I can't leave it alone. <laughs> uh-huh. All right. Are you ready? Oh, yeah. Because I'm about to tell you a story that is out of the control. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be putting it together on the fly through a few articles. Okay. So for those listening, bear with me. And for you, yeah, bear with me. I am listening, too. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you are here right now. Yep. Right here, right now. Since this is from a Huffington Post article, it's under their topic of weird news. It's hmm. a good place to be. Since 2004, Seattle attorney Andrew Basiago has been publicly claiming that from the time he was 7 to when he was 12, he participated in Project Pegasus a secret U.S. government program that he says worked on teleportation and time travel under the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency. DARPA. DARPA. Quote. They do some weird stuff. They do. Would you like to hear a quote from Andrew Basiago, who claims that he's a time traveler? Uh, yeah. Quote. They change... Uh, quote. They trained children along with adults so they could test the mental and physical effects of time travel on kids. End quote. And in this article, Basiago apparently told the Huffington Post this, and he continues, quote, Also, children had an advantage over adults in terms of adapting to the strains of moving past, moving between past, present, and future, quote. It's very convenient that he worked out the answer to everyone's question, why would they be sending kids through time? Why would you be doing that? Why not? Why wouldn't you send an adult? Because he claims that he was traveling through time in between the ages of 7 and 12. So there's your ultimate scientist, right? Yeah. They're sending him through, twi- through, t- through time when he was 12 years old. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would have liked to do that when I was 12. It would have been fun. Yeah. yeah, but you'd be having fun. Yeah. They'd be like... I wouldn't well, be doing advanced research. No. And when I get to the things he was researching... I'd be like, send me to the fucking dinosaurs. They'd be like, they'd be like okay, but <laughs> you better take good notes. Yeah, okay. Feathers or no... Tell me if they had feathers or not. Feathers or no feathers, please. Uh-huh. Okay. You do that. 12-year-old you was like, I could do that. Yeah, I got this. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you if those dinosaurs got feathers or not. Yeah. I don't know. I was running the whole time. I didn't see anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Turns out I don't belong there. <laughs> <laughs> and this segment comes from a, uh, a Gia.com article called Andrew Basiago involved in Project Pegasus time travel program. It's a pretty uh, straightforward title there. Yeah. Basiago says his father had previously worked for the Ralph M. Parsons Engineering Corporation, where he helped develop the technology. When Basiago was brought to participate in his first, this is in quotes in the article, jump, he says his father had already been time traveling for years at the Curtis Wright Corporation in New Jersey. It was here where he was first exposed to the portal he would later use to teleport through time and space. (laughs) (laughs) My dad's been doing this forever. I can do it. Or later on when when his dad recruits him, he's like, oh, I remember that portal. Yeah. Oh, I get it. What? Oh, okay. All right. I mean, 
Right. This is. Would you like? I'm going to jump back to the Huffington Post article right now. Okay. And a. Uh, uh, Basiago's claim gets support from Alfred Weber. Um, he's a lawyer specializing in exopolitics and time travel. <laughs> well, I think I think we should do. We're going to do. This might be our next topic. Exopolitics. Mm-hmm. Do you want to know what exopolitics means? Yeah. Hey, listening to this podcast, do you want to know what exopolitics means? Because I skimmed these articles to put this together. I had not actually read what exopolitics means, and I can't handle the sentence I'm about to read. <laughs> exopolitics, or the political implications surrounding an extraterrestrial presence on Earth. Oh. He specializes in this, by the way. <laughs> and he's a lawyer? And he's a lawyer. This time traveler is also a lawyer, by the way. Yeah. Basiago is a Seattle attorney. What the hell are these guys doing? I don't even know. This this isn't law, guys. This is space time. So, is he just planning on leading the political movement of accepting the aliens? But this this guy claims that time travel and teleportation technology has existed for forty years. Huh. But he he this is a quote from the article that that um, the technology has been hoarded by the Defense Department. It looks like he's a fan of the free market because he says it would be better serviced by using it to transfer goods and services to faraway distances. Oh, so he's going to... He wants to capitalize yeah. on... He wants the money. This is all there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he says shit like it's an expensive, environmentally friendly means of transportation. Yeah, I'm sure teleportation doesn't wreak havoc on anything. The yeah. amount of energy used to teleport things. Yeah, what... We'd have to be firing off, like, nuclear explosions to power something like that. Does Amazon have teleportation technology? That's the uh, next step, right? I don't know. My prime packages get here pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> like drones are just the middleman. They want. Yeah. Have I? Did I show you, or did you? Have you seen their drone ships? By the way, I've seen a little bit about them. They're scary, dude. Imagine oh, they're those, terrifying. Just put a gun on it. Mm-hmm. They'll be bringing bullets to your door. Yeah. Oh, are oh, you not a fan of Bezos? <laughs> are you a fan of living? Mm-hmm. I imagine those drones would give you a choice. They'd be like Bezos or death. Like, oh God, Bezos, please! Uh-huh. They'd be like, "Welcome to the collective." What does that mean? You'll find yeah. out. Oh my God! Huh? Just go, go stream, man. The High Castle. You'll find out all about fascism in USA. We're watching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're keeping our eyes open. I mean, this is a lot to deal with. <laughs> Maniacs. Yeah. Um, would you like to hear, oh, well this, to bring it full circle, mm-hmm. uh, Basiago said he experienced eight different time travel technologies during his stint in the eight, program. Eight different time tra- technologies. technologies. But guess where they all came from? DARPA? Nikola Tesla's apartment, mm-hmm. or his hotel room in 1943. Okay. Technology that Donald Trump's uncle may have been perusing through, who did go on, this is not a direct quote, but did go on to tell the U.S. government that it was all useless. Uh, Okay. Sure. Mm. All right. Would you like to hear Basiago describe the time travel machine? Yeah. Quote. Again, from the HuffPost. Like, they talked to this man. And yeah. t- you'll get to why when I close this one I mean, out. We could probably talk to him. It sounds like I we mean, just called him. Right. Like, hey, <laughs> we want to talk about your uh, time travel thing. Can you tell me about Project Pegasus? Mm-hmm. Before, oh, yeah. Before I'm done, um, okay. this way says, The machine consisted of two gray elliptical booms about eight feet tall, separated by about ten feet, between which a shimmering curtain of what Tesla called radiant energy, he did call it that, was broadcast. Radiant energy is a form of energy that Tesla discovered that is latent and pervasive in the universe and has among its properties the capacity to bend time-space. Hmm. Okay. I mean, that'd be cool. Basiago says, One felt either as if one was moving at a great rate of speed or moving not at all as the universe was wrapped around one's location. Which kind of sounds like the little bubble tesla made if we're going to connect anything yeah his little bubble that he was in but honestly if you were electrocuted with that with 
three point whatever I said, million volts of electricity. I think you would see the past, present, and future of the world too. I think he was just out of his mind. Yeah. He's like, I saw everything. For a brief moment, I was omnipotent. All right, Tesla. Yeah. Let's just calm down. Uh-huh. Drink have, your coffee. Yeah, just sip it up. You want some sugar? You should have some sugar with this. Mm-hmm. I know you, you're you not going to sleep anyways. So mm-hmm. just put some sugar in there. You'll be fine. Now, Basiago is a time traveler. A legend. I'm glad. Got to get the legalese in there. Because, <laughs> <laughs> right? Well, he's a lawyer. He should, he should, that's he true. should know. That's true. Yeah, allegedly... This time, would you like to know where he allegedly went on his time? It wasn't to see dinosaurs. Traveling mission. No. But I'm just going to read his quote and ignore the paragraph that tells you what it's about. And you can just handle this. Okay. Quote. I had been dressed in period clothing. (laughs) All right. As a union bugle boy. I attracted so much attention at the Lincoln speech site at Gettysburg wearing oversized men's street shoes that I left the area around the, the dais. That seems like a typo. No dais. That's right. That's the thing. Yeah. All right. What's that? It's like a, is it just the area like the pavilion or the stage or the more like a stage yeah. stage? Okay. And walked about a hundred paces over to where I was photographed in the Josephine Cog image of Lincoln at Gettysburg. He is this boy. He is supposedly oh, yeah. this boy. <laughs> the Gettysburg address. Huh. That's him. Because he's got oversized, he's got weird shoes on. And So if they put him in period clothing, why do they give him oversized shoes? Because they couldn't make fake shoes that small. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it makes zero sense. I mean. Well, so he's walking around the Civil War. Just hanging out. So where else would you want to go? You know, not the Civil War, really. Well, no, I mean, where else would you like to go if you're there during the Civil War? Because he's not leaving. No. Would you like to visit Ford's Theater? Uh, yeah. Would you like to go there five or six times? Not really. Well, when he was there, I did not, he says he did not witness the assassination. Hmm. Quote, Once I was on the theater level when he was shot and I heard the shot followed by a great commotion that arose from the crowd. It was terrible to hear, quote. I also want to know about the people who are allegedly sending a seven-year-old boy to watch a president get murdered (laughs) and just just be there, walk around. Just check it out. Take notes. Was there a second shooter? Oh, wrong president assassination. My bad. Wrong Wrong one. Whoops, whoops, whoops. Quote, they, like they were sending us to slightly different alternate realities on adjacent timelines. Because each one of his visits to the past was not the same. As these visits began to accumulate, I twice ran into myself during two different visits. Wait, what? They're sending him back in time so often, he's running into himself. (laughs) Huh. That sounds like a problem. How bad can we fuck up the timeline, guys? Why are you doing this? What are you doing? Quote. After the first of these two encounters with myself occurred, I was concerned that my cover might be blown. Unlike... Go ahead. Deal with that. Okay. Go ahead. So now he's afraid people are going to think there's two of them, and then that's going to draw attention to the fact that he's there. Or that... Yeah, what? I don't need... I can't even wrap my head around that. Try. Just try for a second. Nah, I'm just going to move on. Okay, it's a good idea. Unlike the jump to Gettysburg in which I was clutching a letter to Navy Secretary Gideon Wells to offer me aid and assistance in the event I was arrested, I didn't have any explanatory materials when I was sent to Ford's Theater. When he time-traveled, they sent a letter with him addressed to Navy Secretary Gideon Wells so that'd be like his get-out-of-jail-free card. Or Gideon would be like, oh, I get it. Oh, yeah. This kid's with me. Oh, you're from the future. He's from the, oh, I get it. Oh. I'm, I'm all about the time travel. Mm-hmm. Navy Secretary Gideon Wells. What the fuck is happening? I mean, and then I deal with sentences like this. Because they're talking to him about how he would come back in time. Mm-hmm. Like how he would return. Quote, 
Yeah, how does he return? Well, supposedly it involves some kind of holographic technology. Okay. Quote, if we were in the hologram for 15 minutes or fewer, the hologram would collapse, and after about 60 seconds of standing in a field of supercharged particles, we would find ourselves back on the stage in the present. I don't even know what's going on. Basiago said, this is the HuffPost article, the technology should only be used for real-time teleportation, not time travel, because, quote, it would be chaos. Yeah. Uh-huh. That makes sense. Well, a tragedy happened. Can you imagine there being tragedy involving time travel technology? I mean, yeah, kind of. Um, well, remember that other lawyer I talked about? Mm-hmm. Weber? Yeah. He said, and I don't even know how these two find each other or what's going on. Um, he said that in the early days of the technology, a child in Project Pegasus arrived a few seconds before his legs. That sounds like a problem. Quote, he was writhing in pain with just stumps where his legs had been. Huh. Quote. Uh-huh. He also goes on to say, but since then the problem was solved. Well, I hope so. That sounds like it would suck. Wait, when your legs reappear, do they reappear on your body? It doesn't say if they reattach to you. I would assume they'd just like be flopping in the corner. Yeah. And you'd be like, help me yeah. reattach my legs. Yeah. Also, imagine, yeah, a child. They're saying all these little kids back in time, they're coming back missing limbs. What are we doing? <laughs> yeah, what? How does this help anyone? It doesn't. And I guess the kids were able to handle it better than the adults. So what was... <sighs> so what are the adults doing? I don't know. But, yeah, they don't talk about that because he was a kid, so I guess we don't get to hear about that. But uh, that was the HuffPost article. Mm-hmm. Introducing you to Andrew Basiago, which he sounds like a sandwich. It's going to throw it out there. He does sound like a sandwich. He sounds like a sandwich. Mm-hmm. But this doesn't even talk about that. Give me one second to give me one second to mess with this. The um, the Huff Post article did not address the full extent. Of Project Pegasus. Oh, no? No, because Mr. Basiago has more tales to tell. I'm sure he does. <laughs> he sounds like a talker. Yeah, because of course, as a child in the 60s, he was involved in a time travel program. Mm-hmm. Well, a decade later, um, he was also part of a program that put humans on Mars. Oh, oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Wait, did he only ever time travel backwards? He doesn't, he doesn't have any, like, little pearls of wisdom about the future for us? Um, he... He does. Oh. But, quote, I had two different periods of service in the secret space program, time traveling as a child in the late 1960s and early 1970s, and going to Mars as a college student in the first half of the 1980s. Oh. We... La- <laughs> okay. When, you want to know when they landed on Mars? Mm-hmm. We landed on Mars in 1964. The documentary source I can cite, but can't proffer, is a French external intelligence organization dossier I was asked to read in the summer of 1980, which was also read by someone. Do you want to know who else read this dossier about Mars travel? Yes. According to Basiago, Obama went by the name Barry... Sotero, and was initially teleported to Mars at the age of 19. So. Sotero was sent on his interplanetary mission to communicate with Martian animals and the extraterrestrials oh, living on the red planets. <laughs> I mean, I'm just telling, I'm just reading, I'm, we're just going, <laughs> we're just out of our minds right now. So Obama's a spaceman. He, uh, in 2012, I guess, there was definitive photographic evidence of intelligent life from a picture of a Martian, a Martian carving a rock with a handsaw on the planet's surface. I don't know, man. I don't know. Don't don't look at me like that. <laughs> I have no idea. Oh my god. I have no idea what is happening here. But that Barry Satoro shit goes into like, like, you know, like birther garbage 
because supposedly his last name's not really Obama and he's a secret conspirator. Like it goes, it's like ties. They managed to find a way to wrap Martian space travel into all the other bullshit nonsense conspiracy theories involving <laughs> President Obama. Now he's going to Mars. Obama's a Martian. Now Obama's a Martian. I buy it. Now he's a secret Muslim Martian. And I'm very <laughs> upset that that's a sentence I said because this is so dumb. Hey, do you want to know what Basiego also did? He yeah. submitted um, a paper called The Discovery of Life on Mars to the National Geographic Society. What did they do with it? I, don't, I think they probably threw the trash, <laughs> but I, we can read quotes from it. Uh-huh. Quote, I show that in a ravine west of the home plate in the Gusev Crater on Mars, there was a mass grave of several hundred humanoid bodies, both male and female, clothed in uniform, blue clothes, suggestive of regimentation. Well, yeah, because all he does is spend time during Lincoln, the Civil War. So anybody wearing blue looks like a Union officer, this guy. Uh It's like, oh, yeah, they look like, I mean, what are we doing? So I would urge objectified open-mindedness. It's a crazy concept to believe it's not just Earthlings who have been kidnapped here. Oh, what? Abducted here on Mars. But there might be children who have been enslaved there. So the Martians basically had a slave society where they enslaved Martian children. Okay. The fact there was this ravine full of bodies that could have been an open air cemetery. Open air cemetery. Never heard of one of those before. I me neither. A place of ritual. Never been to Mars though either. So. Also true. A place of ritual human sacrifice or some genocide killing field has been in the public domain now for ten years, but has largely been ignored. I think because we are easy to indulge in the giggle factor when those types of facts surface. Is that what he said? Yeah. Well, That's, yeah, well, yeah I mean, you nailed it, buddy. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, you got it. I don't know why people like this don't use their energy to just write science fiction novels. Right? That's what better. you're doing. But they want to write the novel and they want to live it too. They want to have both. That's not, no. Well, um, this OuterPlaces.com article, I mean, he's giving, we could we should call him at three in the morning like Nikola Tesla and have a whole conversation. <laughs> uh-huh. Because apparently when confronted by Basiago's paper, the National Geographic Society dismissed his claims as a result of pareidolia, a psychological phenomenon in which the human brain sees patterns in data that aren't really there. Mm-hmm. I mean, that makes sense. There's a lot to, uh, that's a lot to take in. It really is. And you could keep Googling Andrew Basiago. He doesn't even have a Wikipedia article because I'm pretty sure I f- fell into some fringe shit. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Right? It's just, but you can find all these links to those crazy things he said. But the probably the most crazy, the craziest part about this entire situation, he knows about time travel technology, right? Mm-hmm. He knows that Project Pegasus was a thing. He believes it, okay? Well, Project Pegasus has since become disbanded by the U.S. government Mm -hmm. because it was deemed too effective but too dangerous. So they got rid of it because that sounds like the U.S. government to me. Yeah, what? I mean, that's... We're too good at this. We are too good at this. So we had to shut it down. So basically, he has restarted Project Pegasus. Oh, he has. As a movement to get all the files from Project Pegasus, the actual government program, released to the public. On this website that looks like it was designed 12 years ago, Mm -hmm. there's a quote from him that says, the time-space age has begun. Okay. Okay. I mean... I'm sure Project Pegasus is probably a thing. So what's the, um, I mean, you haven't, well, never mind. I'm not going to. Anyways, yeah, Project Pegasus is a thing, and in many fictional stories, it exists in many universe, in like as a name. Right, yeah. It's, it's as a thing. Was he actually involved in it? I don't believe so. That's just my gut, though. Oh. He also founded something called Mars in 2009. Capital M, capital A, capital R, capital S. Is it an acronym? I, yeah, I don't know what it means. 
Mad Andy rants stupidly. I don't know. I'm just throwing things out there. <laughs> I have no idea what that could mean. All right. So how best would you try and reveal the existence of time travel technology to the world and make it public for all peoples? What would you do? That is a question right there. Well, I'm going to read you something. This was from, well, this article was from 2017, but the man had also done this in 2016. Okay. Can you think of anything impactful that was going on in 2016? Today, Andrew D. Basiago is running for president of the United States with a new agenda for a new America. He has oh, yeah. vowed that if elected president, he will lead the American people into a bold new era of truth, reform, and innovation, as great as they are great. Join us in supporting Andy in his quest to establish a presidency as honest, just, and ingenious as the American people. Oh. He ran for president in 2016. And his future knowledge, I was looking for the actual quote from him about his future knowledge, but evidently his future knowledge has predicted by the year 2028 he will either be president or vice president because that's future knowledge he'll be one of either and that will happen and then he'll make the teleportation technology available for all people and if you look up his agenda well actually if you go to projectpegasus.com which i just did it says (laughs) error not found (laughs) (laughs) so i mean this was a peripheral bullshit story I just came across, but Vice got a hold of it. HuffPost had talked to this crazy man. Mm-hmm. So it was like circulating, but there's like nothing on it because there shouldn't be. There's probably about as much on the internet as there should be about this crazy person. But I'm just yeah. like, what are we, what kind of world do we live in? I don't know. You could just I'd make up a story. I, I figured I would give you another option besides Cthulhu. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's who I typically <laughs> vote for, so... And all the policy ideas he has are good, but he's just a crazy person who thinks he's been to Mars with Barack Obama. (laughs) And then, and then he hated Obama because Obama wasn't telling the truth. And the (laughs) white, the White House. Oh, I should find it. The White House put out a statement about it. Oh my God, I'm finding it. Hold on. Oh really? (laughs) Yes, they absolutely they absolutely addressed this at White House. Obama, time travel. (laughs) Did Obama say? He wasn't from Mars. I mean, I think I don't know. I think he just don't. (laughs) I think he just went there. Um, Obama, Obama, time traveler. I mean, I'd be really disappointed if our president was a time traveler that went to Mars and he didn't tell us about it. I mean, right? Can I please? Can I? I. I can't find the statement, but White House officials have denied all allegations of the president's Martian travels or the existence <laughs> of a Mars training class. Uh-huh. That was from, oh, I thought that was some, that was, um, that's space on NBCnews.com <laughs> okay. from, from 2012. That's how long ago he was asking Obama if he Jeez. had time traveled. I would just love to find, I would just love to be the reporter who was like, has Barack Obama been to Mars? And for the press secretary to go, no, he hasn't. <laughs> Next question. Next question, please. <laughs> Try again. Has he gone to the Gettysburg Address? Next question. No. <laughs> Barack Obama, our president of the United States, has not gone to the Gettysburg Address. Did he shoot Link? No. Did he run into himself? Were there two Obamas at the Gettysburg Address? No, there was not huh. two Obamas at the Gettysburg Address. <laughs> I mean. Uh, that's funny that they actually addressed it. Right. But it just goes into, like, this was the period we were living in during Obama. This was the shit. I mean, Thinking like this wasn't a story I heard about until I was like, let's just find something quirky to talk about time travel about uh-huh. something funny. All the conspiracy shit that was going on about Obama that was just specifically to about him. You managed to work in Obama's fake last name and then he went to Mars when he was 19. It's just what are you doing? Yeah. Right. It just feeds into the culture we have now where everything's fair game. Whatever you want. It's just crazy. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's weird, feared, and fucked up. I don't know what else to say about that, <laughs> right? Yeah. It's nonsense. 
But it just makes me wish these crazy people, like it's a man who has a psychological disease and I just wish he would just write sci-fi novels and I would read them and I could enjoy them. Yeah. You can tell me your fan fiction story about how you and Barack Obama fought Martians on Mars. Yeah, that'd be cool. Defended the slave kids that are about to be put in the the genocide ditches. Yeah, on Mars. Yeah, that'd be fun, right? You had your death rays built by Nikola Tesla, who's alive in this universe now somehow. Yeah, he's He's on Mars too. He's actually their robot friend. They've made an android Nikola Tesla who has all of his memories. Mm Mm-hmm. He also thinks women should know their place. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. Wow, Robot Nikola Tesla. You're such <laughs> a misogynist. Yeah. Oh, my God. Holy shit. Uh, that's a bunch of crazy people right there. Yeah, it's just a bunch of crazy nonsense. I mean. But I took a, I took a dive and was like, well, where's it going to take me? And there it is. It's a crazy town. Right? Just nonsense. Pure nonsense. Crazy Town, some shitty '90s band. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> Probably. Who knows? Sounds but, like it could be. But yeah, and I skirted around doing because I actually was thinking about because for three bucks you can buy all those Baron Trump like time travel books on Amazon. Oh and man! You can read them because that that Nikola Tesla <laughs> and Donald Trump's uncle connection is too bizarre not that to focus weird. on. Yeah. It's, well, we were talking about that, what, a couple of weeks ago now? Briefly, yeah, we were, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Baron well, Trump's a time traveler. Right. Yeah. I've been fascinated with it, just to look for more commonalities. It's pretty fucking weird. Yeah. Well, like, they, and I looked up the, um, what was it, like, the Snopes? Like, I'm like, disprove this for me. Just, I don't care, just tell me, like, why this is <laughs> stupid, because I know it is. Uh-huh. This is dumb. And they're like, well, they say his mentor's Don, but it's actually Don so-and-so, and he's like a Spaniard. I'm like, okay, explain the president shit and this guy named Pence. They're like, well, it's not the same. It's like, I'm just going to have to read these books. This poor author who's, <laughs> whose works have literally been ignored until now. Yeah. Unless there's something to it. Does Baron Trump become a time traveler? I hope so. And they're like, well, Baron is just his title. And I'm like, yeah, if the guy's writing a book, he's not going to make it super obvious. Mm-hmm. Like he's going to twist a few things. Plus he's writing it a hundred years before it happens. Yeah. So, I mean, who knows? But, yeah. It's a silly thing. That's a mess. I don't think I'm just going to call that episode Time Travel Maniacs. I don't know what else to call that one. Because the internet is a bad place. It's, 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 it takes some bad turns. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's not good. It's, it's the Wild West on the internet. It really is. I'm Nick and you're Zach. This is Weird and Feared. But if you have your own little sightings or stories, or I mean, if you want to write me a sci-fi story about how you and Barack Obama went back in time and kicked Al Capone in the nuts, yeah, that's fine too. Cool too. Yeah, send me fan fiction. I would if this just becomes a fan fiction podcast where I read your stories. That'd be fun too. Yeah, I, I'd enjoy that. That would be weird and feared. Yeah, yeah that'd be funny. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, that would that'd be something else. Give you something to do. You want a platform for your bullshit story? Hey, I'm here. I'll read it for you. Yeah. You want a book on tape? Nick's Nick and Zach are here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll get hey, down and hey, if, read if you, some stories. You want to you want to write a script that involves two people? Mm-hmm. Well, we can be those people. Yeah, I'm a person. That'd be funny. It's got to be weird though. You can't just be like, I went to the store and bought some milk. Yeah. You better go to the store, buy some milk and see the moth, man. Yeah. Right. Or else. Right. But yeah, email us at weirdandfeardpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, follow us on all the social medias at Weird and Feared. Illustrations on the Instagram. Yeah, we're there. Come find us. Mm -hmm. Come check us out and stay spooky. Yeah, stay spooky. Stay spooky. Stay spooky. Stay spooky.